Welcome to the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, February 12th. I'm your host, Anastasia Glova. Iceland has joined a growing list of nations that have sharply cut their corporate tax rates and adopted flat-rate individual income taxes, writes Cato Senior Fellow Dan Mitchell in his Tax and Budget Bulletin for February 2007. In today's podcast, Dan discusses the economic benefits of flat tax systems and explains why American politicians also need to get with the program. What are the benefits of a flat tax system in general? There are two benefits. The economic benefit is that you're not penalizing productive behavior as much. You have a low flat tax and you're not double taxing income that's saved and invested. The combination of those two things will result in more work, more saving, more investment, more risk-taking, more entrepreneurship. In other words, the things that make an economy grow faster, that make all of us richer, those are the things that you're more likely to get if you replace the punitive, high-rate, discriminatory tax systems that exist in most places in the world today. Now, why has Iceland decided to join the flat tax club? I think Iceland recognized that as a small open economy in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with not a whole lot of natural resources other than things like geothermal, they needed to go above and beyond to come up with policies that would make sure they could compete in a global economy. And I think what you saw with Iceland is they decided that they already have too big of a government. You know, they're a somewhat typical Nordic welfare state, or at least traditionally they were. And they've decided, look, we can't afford this anymore, or at least we can't afford a punitive, high-rate, discriminatory tax structure if we want to continue to be prosperous into the 21st century. And as a result, they've made a whole series of reforms, not just the flat tax, to reduce the punitive nature of their tax regime. What does Iceland's corporate income tax structure look like? That's where they've actually made a really dramatic reform, and this might even be more newsworthy than the flat tax. If you go back to 1989, their top corporate tax rate, well, the corporate tax rate, was 50%. Now it's all the way down to 18%. In other words, they've sort of done what Ireland did in terms of dramatic corporate tax rate reduction. And we've seen incredibly good results from that, both in terms of faster economic growth, which is, I think, what all of us recognize is really important. But even the left-wingers should be happy because Iceland is now collecting more corporate tax revenue as a share of GDP. In other words, we've seen a real Laffer curve effect with the Iceland corporate tax rate reductions. What kind of benefits have we seen so far from its overhaul of the tax system? Well, a lot of good things have happened in Iceland. I mentioned the flat tax, the low corporate tax rate. They've, in effect, privatized or created property rights in their fisheries. I mean, there's a lot of good free market experimentation. It's not quite Hong Kong or the Cayman Islands yet, so let's not praise them too much, but they really have moved in the right direction. And I think this is one of the reasons why you now see Iceland ranked as one of the 10 wealthiest countries in the world. We see that their economic growth rate in the last 10 years has really been impressive, one of the fastest among developed nations. They're unemployed employment rate is down at the incredibly low level of 2% or less. That's almost impossible, merely because you would expect some transitional unemployment to always exist in any country. So I think Iceland has really reaped some good rewards from these important steps that they have taken on the way to a freer society. How would similar changes to the tax code boost the American economy? Boy, we have a long way to go. We have high tax rates on income, as much as 35% at the federal level, and then in some cases another 10% in certain states. We have a pervasive, pervasive double taxation of income that's saved and invested between the uh, capital gains tax, the corporate income tax, the personal income tax, and the death tax. 
A single dollar of income can be taxed four different times under our system. And then, of course, the complexity is a nightmare. We have one of the worst systems in the world, according to the World Bank, in terms of tax code complexity. So if we move to a simple and fair flat tax, we would reap enormous benefits. And now, don't get me wrong, compared to France and Germany and places like that, our tax system isn't quite as bad. But that is damning with faint praise. A flat tax in America could give us a lot of benefits. The second reason why a flat tax is a good idea has nothing to do with economics. It's the moral argument, the notion that you want to treat everyone equally. Etched above the Supreme Court are the words equal treatment under law. Our tax code makes a mockery of that basic principle. Depending on how you use your income, depending on how you earn your income, and depending on the level of your income, our tax code is riddled with discrimination. And this is all for the benefit of special interests and for the benefit of politicians. We need a tax system that fulfills the promise of America that all citizens are treated equally under the law. We need a tax system that rewards good and doesn't subsidize bad. And unfortunately, our current tax code fails on those tests. Is there even any chance of accomplishing this in coming years? I fear that we're going to be playing defense rather than going on the offense. If you look at the coming explosion of entitlement spending and the way that the Republicans and the Democrats have worked hand in hand to make government even bigger, I fear that we're going to be fighting battles to increase the tax burden even further. Now, that's the bad side. The good side is that we do have tax competition existing around the world. Countries are lowering tax rates and implementing flat taxes, not because the politicians want to, but because they feel they have no choice. They have to recognize the reality that jobs and capital can cross national borders. So a lot of governments have recognized that when the geese that lay the golden eggs can fly away, you better put in place a better tax system. But The question is, will American politicians recognize that and understand that and act on that? I don't even think we have a 50-50 shot of moving in the right direction, which is why I think we're going to be playing defense, but I hope I'm wrong. Is there not much support among constituents for flat taxes? Oh, we've always seen very strong support among the American people for some sort of simple and fair tax system. You have the flat tax. You also have the national sales tax out there as an idea with some support. All these systems are based on the same principle of treat people equally, treat them fairly, have a low-rate tax system that doesn't punish people for being productive. The problem is politicians benefit from the current system. They benefit from being able to auction off loopholes for campaign cash. They benefit from playing the divisive politics of class warfare. So if we're going to get a simple and fair system like a flat tax in America, we have to somehow convince the politicians to disarm. We have to convince them, give up this power and control you have over the economy. Give up this power you have to raise campaign contributions. Get yourself out of the way. Politicians normally don't like to get out of the way. They like to get in the way. Many Americans view the progressive tax system as inherently fair. So how do you attack that entrenched notion? Well, actually, I I suspect that notion is really more among the political class and not among the average American. There have been polls done showing that Americans, no matter whether they're rich or poor, black or white, no matter what demographic profile they have, no American group thinks that anybody should ever pay more than about 25% of their income, including state and local taxes, to government. So I think there's a very strong, almost populist support in America for the notion of treating everyone equally. 
one tax rate that applies the same to everyone. So if Bill Gates earns 10 million times more than Dan Mitchell, he pays 10 million times more in tax. But he can't pay less than 10 million because he has all these loopholes through his lawyers and accountants and lobbyists, or he doesn't pay 20 million times more because we're going to punish him for being successful. So the flat tax really does represent, I think, the American ideal of treating everyone equally, but keeping government out of their way. The majority of support for the Cato Institute's work comes from individuals, and Cato depends solely on tax-deductible contributions to provide the public with a wealth of free resources, including this podcast. We hope you'll consider supporting or even joining Cato. For information, please go to www.cato.org.